Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Oh, thank you very much, Lindy. I sung myself a little bit hoarse there. I didn't drink the microphone. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being here, Holy Spirit. Thank you for showing up before everyone this morning. Father, thank you for just dancing and and having fun with us in our praises. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. You're glorified through our praises. We love you so much, God. We are here for you. We don't want to live just Sunday to Sunday. We want to live every day, every moment. This is just one of those moments, one of those days. I don't want to leave here today without hearing from you. I don't want to, I don't want to go out of this building without knowing that I've heard from God, without, without meeting with the Holy Spirit and hearing what you want to just want to bring to me, bring just to me. We can all say that prayer. I don't want to leave here without hearing from you, God. Because I don't want tomorrow just to be Monday. I want to be the next day. I don't want to just go through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, find myself back at the same day where I was thinking, I'm sick of these weeks turning into weeks. God, we need something new. We need it fresh. We want it right now. You gave it to your children in the desert when they were hungry. You gave them manna. You gave them something new every day. You provided for them. You are going to provide for us right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Speak to us. Right now, Holy Spirit, speak to each person. Each person. Mm. I really get the sense he's he's speaking to a lot of people at the moment. So I don't want to cut that short. If you've been sick of Sunday to Sundays week to weeks he's got something to say to you today because God's not he's not a man he's not like us we're made in his image but he's not the same as us he thinks differently to us his ways are different to us his thoughts are different to us his patterns are different to us his power is different to what we think is power What what he think is great is different to what we think is great Come, Holy Spirit. I just want to change that week-to-week thinking right now. I'm, I'm, I'm tearing a hole in that thought. I'm just weakening that and I'm declaring that that's not going to be the way you're going to live anymore. You're not going to live week-to-week and just find your weeks rolling over where you're getting sick of it and everything's getting mundane and everything's getting the same. It's going to change right now. It has changed right now. You just need to receive and listen to what's being said to you today. Thank you, Father. Amen. All right. All right. Um, so, so I had this thought that, that God, God is different to, to what we think. And I'm, I'm doing this because, you know, you've got pants or a, or, a, or a hoodie and you've got a drawstring, only pants where you've got a drawstring, and you put one side and the other side goes, right? Because like, it's like God, 
God is justice. But God's mercy as well. And like we pull it one way and the other end shortens. We should be justice. There should be fairness in this world. But then mercy gets shortened. <laughs> mercy gets taken away. So now we need more mercy and then we forget justice. But I want you to know that God's a God. He can pull both of those ropes at the same time. Let me just change your thing. He, he can pull justice and mercy at the same time. There's a cool example that I heard in that where um, it's like two guys go into university and they, they're both studying law. One guy completes his law degree, becomes a, a lawyer, then he goes on to be a judge. So he thinks he's being pretty... He's getting ahead in life, right? His mate uh, drops out, can't hack it, gets caught up in the bad scene and his life spirals down into, into some crime and he's just getting into bad things, right? And one day... Uh, the judge is judging and he, he meets his friend who's there on a case. He's actually been charged by something and he, and he walks up in front of the judge and, and um, the judge is now seeing his friend, right? And his friend is on a charge and he's pleaded guilty to this charge. And he, the judge sees his friend and goes, oh man, I want to have mercy but I'm a judge as well. I don't want to charge this guy but... So he could, he could take the mercy road and just say, oh, well, okay, I'll be merciful and I'll let you go. Um, but we need to be, you know, we need the judges to do the right thing and work by the law as well too. So isn't that a funny balancing act that, that, that these guys have to play, right? So he sends out the judgment and he says, all right, you've got to pay this fine. This is what it is and you've been judged. And then what he does is he, he then gets up out of the seat, he takes his robe off and he goes down to his mate and he writes out a cheque for the fine and he gives it to his friend and he says, here you go. So there's justice and there's mercy. Um, and, and our situation with God is so much different to that, right? Isn't it? Our situation is not just a check. It's not just a fine. Like we deserve death. We deserve separation from God. But, but he, he's just. We see his law. That's his justice. The law of God is a justice. It shows how far we can miss the mark, right? But his mercy is just as great and just as powerful and, and it fulfills the law. He fulfilled the law. Instead of us having to do it, he did it. So he steps off of the throne and comes and makes the sacrifice for us. I, I think that's cool. God is justice and mercy. So he can be two things. God can be two things. We, when sometimes all we see is one. You know, God is this. Yes, God is that. But he's also a lot of other things as well. Don't, don't pull one drawstring on God and say, this is who he is, and shorten the other drawstring because he's not like that. He is both. Very true. Mm. Very so there's, a, um, there's some talk uh, in our Wednesday night that um, Sam brought forward about uh, John 14. I am so thirsty. Let's drink some of this as well. Yeah. Okay, so John 14. And actually in John 14, 15 and 16 is all these thoughts that Jesus has about asking. And um, Sam was bringing it up because we need to, he was saying you just need to ask. just need to ask. Some of you haven't asked for a long time and you need, you need to ask. You just need to start asking. And, and these, these scriptures, 14, this passage, 91 verses it is, because I looked them all up and I thought, is that too much to... Read on a, it's probably too much to read on a Sunday morning. 91 verses. That's a lot of words that I can get mixed up. Um, mixed up. That's what I should have said. Mixed up. 
Thank you for that laughter. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but there's, there's actually eight times Jesus mentions in those four, three chapters to ask. And he gives all these different scenarios and he gives all these different uh, ways of thinking. And, and uh, you know how he talks about, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like this, the kingdom of heaven is like this. Um, at this point in his, in his ministry, he's just had the Passover, his last meal with his disciples, and he's preparing to go to the garden to pray and then get arrested and be crucified. Right? So, so he's at this stage where he's like, I'm not going to talk to you in riddles anymore. I'm just going to lay it out plain to you. Um, and the, the disciples go, oh, now you're not speaking in riddles. I, I think that's so funny because that's, you know, we give the disciples a hard time, but I would be just like them. <laughs> Honestly, I think I would. Anyone else think that? Like, like what do you mean, Jesus? What's he talking about bread for again? I don't understand. Does the bread mean that? Yeah. So, oh, it's good. All right. Um, so 14, 15, 16, I really encourage you to, to go home and read it this week uh, and chew over it and, and look at the different ways that Jesus mentions ask because, oh, there's this tension, isn't there, between us asking God and seeing, this, seeing him come through. Uh, there's... There's some blindness we have too about us asking and him actually answering our prayers when we don't even realise it. Uh, and we've got to open our eyes to that. But there's this tension and, and I kind of enjoy that. I kind of enjoy looking into this and going, but God, how can I talk about this when I see, you know, someone's got a moon boot on. We might pray and say, God, heal that moon, that moon boot. Heal that lake. <laughs> that moon boot be free. Uh, and we don't see it happen. Like, there, isn't there tension? Does anybody else understand what I'm talking about? Healing, but they're not healed, right? Breakthrough, but we don't see it yet. Oh, there's tension. But tension's good because it, it, it makes us set our focus on something. We, we have to. You can't just keep blindly, well, you can, maybe with alcohol, I don't know, just blindly wander your way through it, some kind of, oh, I'll, I'll put myself in a daze to not have to think about it uh, or I'll obsess myself over something. You're still focusing on something, but we've we got to focus our eyes on Jesus because he's the one. And I think about asking, so we'll go into that in a second, but I, w- I was thinking about asking and I, I was uh, watching some YouTube clips and, I, and I, got, I get a real kick out of watching SpaceX with their, their rockets that go up and then land again. Is anyone else like that? I love it. Just like a rocket goes up and then rocket comes down and lands. And it was, yeah, it's great. Fantastic. I really get a kick out of that because you know it takes, you need to be moving at 11 kilometres a second to break the gravity well of Earth. That's 40,000 kilometres an hour. Pretty quick, right? 11 kilometres a second. 11 kilometres. 11 kilometres. It's actually quicker than that because I'm, you know, (laughs) fast. Fast. And that's a lot of effort, isn't it? That's a lot of power, a lot of energy, focused, directed. (laughs) And and I don't know about you, but in praying, I kind of feel like the Jesus Bam! Oh, that was good, hey? Because <laughs> um, we think that a big problem needs big energy. Big problem needs a big prayer. Didn't say it right. Big, right? Needs this big prayer. Um, we need to be traveling 11 kilometers a second just, just to be able to Break free of the Earth's orbit, right? And that's, if you think that's bad, you need to be travelling at 59 kilometres a second to break free of Jupiter. 
You need to be travelling at 618 kilometres per second to break through the sun's gravity well. So there's a lot of energy. There's just, just I, don't, I don't know, rockets everywhere, right? <laughs> Jetpack, man. Um, but we don't, we don't have to actually be like that, do we? Because it's not based on our energy alone. It's not based on our power. When we ask God, could you do this or could you change that? Or, or we ask. We just ask and we speak. Just being able to talk to God should communicate with, with the God of the universe, the, the ultimate power should require a lot of energy, but it doesn't. Well, actually it did, but it's already been done. That, that energy has already been expent and, and, and it is in Jesus because we're in Jesus now. So I'm, I'm digging that, that tension. We don't have to have the power to ask for prayers and see them answered. I like asking. I'm going to move a little bit out of that wind because I'm... Actually, can we... Are we allowed to... No. Can we turn it down? Is that possible or is that going to be too hot for you guys? <laughs> well, we can change it. Let's see how we go. Okay, let's get on track. Let's get on track. Have I been on track? So ask. Ask. And, and as, there's these words that, are, that came up through these, um, through these four chapters that really jump out at me. One is believe, abide... Love and joy. Um, so Jesus asked eight times. Actually nine if you count him asking one of the times as well. So I'm just going to chuck some of them at you here, right? So um, chapter 14, verse 12. Uh, he, Jesus says, I assure you and, and most solemnly I say to you, anyone who believes in me. Uh, so I'm reading from the Amplified because I, I like the way it's amplifying it. Uh, who believes in me as saviour. As saviour, so that word think believe, you know, whoever would believe in me would not perish but have eternal life. I believe, believe, what do I mean believe? Um, sometimes we, we try too hard to work out what it is the scripture is trying to say. Believe just means believe. I believe you. I trust you. I, I, I yes, yes, I go for that, right? So, so um, whoever believes in me as saviour will do these things that I do because Jesus is just talking about all the stuff that, that he's done. I can't remember the scriptures before that. Let's keep going. So he would, you'll do all the things that I do and you'll do even greater things than these in extent and outreach because I'm going to the Father. And I'll, I will do whatever you ask in my name as my representatives. This I will do so that the Father may be glorified and celebrated in the Son. I love it that and there's, there's some tension in that as well, isn't there, where we, we ask, but it's as Jesus' representatives as well. So it's uh, and in, in other areas, oh, it does say in my name. So in Jesus' name, in Jesus' authority, in Jesus' pattern, in Jesus, in, in his way. Oh, am I asking the right way? Mm. It doesn't always have to be a certain way. Jesus is encouraging us to ask. But ask as his representative. So as Jesus was, so are you on this earth. This I will do so, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. It's got to bring glory to Jesus. It's got to bring glory to the Father. That's why I laugh. I find it funny just recently, I've been thinking about, you know, magic and witchcraft and, and manipulation. And, like, if you had the power to be able to make things happen your own way or, or work things, or, you know, Levasiosa, what is it? I don't know what <laughs> Harry Potter says. Anyone? Thanks. No, thanks, Callum. Yeah, just leave me out there. Excellent. Um, it was in my head a second ago. You know, they make, they say a word and, like, way they want and something happens. I think that's so funny because 
Because do you know what you need? I need to fly. But then what happens if you hurt yourself when you're flying, right? Okay, I need to have money. Uh, okay, boom, money appears before you. But do you know how to handle that money? Do you know how to, how to treat it well? I need to be powerful. Oh, but do you know how to use that power well and justly, uh, justice and mercy? Do you get, have you got that all under control? Because you shouldn't have really strong power unless you can figure out justice and mercy. Um, so I think it's just funny. You don't know what you need. So why would you have the power to be able to just call stuff into being? But Jesus does talk about ask. ask. Again, his attention between God is giving us the ability, the option to be able to ask. Yet he's obviously we're not going to be able to get everything we want. Although it does say in some of the scriptures for you can ask for whatever you wish. <laughs> Let's keep going on about that. I'll, I'll keep reading. This is good. Um, so ask in my name as my representative. This is verse 13. So that my father may be glorified. I think that's really important that God needs to be glorified. Um, because that's gonna, that actually brings goodness into us as well. If, if it brings goodness to us, then God is glorified because he works in all things for those who trust in, in Jesus, brings a good to all those who trust in Jesus. In verse 14, it says, if you ask me anything in my name as my representative, so this is straight away, he backs it up. If you ask anything, by the way, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Then Jesus asks in verse 16, he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. A comfort, an advocate, intercessor, counsellor, strengthener, standby, to be with you forever. It's funny, another comforter, another helper. Another? I thought, Holy Spirit, was it? Jesus is there. Jesus is here. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, I just think that's funny. There's another tension thing there. Because like, there's another? Maybe I'm thinking too deeply into that. Okay, so um, so there's a... a an example here of Jesus saying, ask, ask. And I don't, I, I've been listening to, yeah, that's funny. Sam was talking about John 14 and then I'm listening to some podcasts and um, Bill Johnson speaking about John 14 as well. I'm like, huh, yeah, God, I must be on the money. Yes. I know last time someone, I, I blame them as stealing my message, but he spoke a lot longer than earlier than I did. So I can't say that. So, um, Thank you. <laughs> so believe, that's one of the words. Uh, he says in there, if you believe in me, you'll do these things that I do. Yeah. Believe. Then um, I'm looking at verse 23 and 24. Uh, he talks about love. And this is um, agape, agapeo, love. Uh, get to my verses here. Hold on a second. Uh, John, John, John. John, 13. What verse did I say? 23. Thank you. Uh, Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will follow my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling. We will live with him. This is the New American Standard. I don't know why I feel I have to tell you what the versions are. It's the Bible, okay? I'm not going to read from the Passion Translation, because apparently some people get upset by that. It's not. No. Ooh. Well, come and make our dwelling with him. Uh, and the one who does not love me does not follow my words. So the words that you hear are not mine, they're the Father's also. So I, I like this idea of love. He's mixing in the idea of love in here as well because, back to my notes, I really did put all 91 scriptures in here plus a lot of other ones. That's why I'm sliding through a bit. Yeah. 
So this is this love, to welcome, to entertain, to be fond of, to love dearly, to take pleasure in, to long for, love for reason and to esteem. This loving and entertaining God, if you, if you love me. Um, I think that's interesting because he talks about believing in me, loving me, and then he also talks about abiding with me, remaining with me. Um, so in chapter 15, uh, he does talk exactly about that, about abiding. The, 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 love, the love aspect, the reason I bring out believe and love is I just wanted some, some words that, would, that Jesus is saying that would capture the idea of asking and, and mix it in together and kind of see this, this, this little pot that we're putting together here at the moment. Right, so we're putting some belief in there. We're putting love in there as well. Um, and we've got asking in there as well. So if you ask, when you believe and when you love, because sometimes we can say, well, I can't, can I ask yet, God? Am I allowed to ask? Should I ask? I ask and nothing happened. We tend to think it's all on us because we didn't have the right booster rockets. You know, we didn't have the right power. I didn't have the right feeling or the right attitude. Um, believe in me. If you love me, I'll be with you and you'll be with me and I'll be with you and we'll be like we are with the, I am with the Father. Just be like that. I'm loving this idea. And then in chapter 15, he talks about abiding. So he talks about, Jesus says, I'm the true vine. If, if anyone would be in me, I'd be in them. Um, that's in verse 5. I'm the vine and you're the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit. Kind of what a tree is meant to do, right? What a plant's meant to do is produce fruit so it can reproduce after itself. For others apart from me, that is cut off from me, from the vital union with me, can do nothing. That's you trying to do your, your booster rockets and not, not achieving anything, right? Now I feel like I should turn the air conditioner back on. Was it off completely? No, it's still on? <laughs> okay, okay. It's okay, drink more water. Now I know why they had them up there. That's good. Um, so if you're in the vine, right? So abiding. Abiding means to, to remain... Um, here we go. To remain, to not depart, to tarry, wait, continue, continue to be present, to remain as one and not become another or different, to be held and kept continually to endure. It's another thing we put in the pot, okay? So, so to believe in God, love, and, and abide. So remain with him, wait, tarry, hold on, keep a hold of it. And it says that I would, remain, I would abide with you as well. So this is, this is a reciprocal thing here as well. Um, well, we're probably replying to God's abiding with us, if you know what I mean. Um, so in verse 7, it says in the Amplified, uh, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is, we are vitally united. That's just the idea of a, a branch is vitally united to the vine. It, it's, it's, you know, there's no beginning and ending of a, of a branch. It's just the continuation of the vine. Ask whatever you wish. Here it is. Whatever you wish. Wish is just whatever you desire. What do you desire? And it will be done for you. For my Father is glorified and honoured by this when you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples. I have loved you just as the Father loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. If you keep my commandments and obey my teachings, you'll remain in my love. This is just more explanation of what, what he's talking about, about this abiding, right? Keeping my commandments and obey my teaching. So this, this obedience, love, abiding, belief, 
There's an extra word I've thrown in there for free. Um, Just as I've kept my father's commandments and, and remain in his love, I've told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you and your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. Joy. Hmm. I wonder what that means to you when you say joy, like my joy may be in you. You, you, you may just, like to you, that might mean, man, just, just you know, I just like to feel something like that. I would like something that would be complete and overflowing out of me. That sounds great. For others, it might just be, I just need to feel something, just something other than stress and worry and, and grief and pain and, and, and trying to get through this life. I want to feel something else. Well, Jesus has that for you. Yeah. Um, and, and don't pull the justice cord on if you keep my commandments and obey my teachings and remain in my love. Justice, justice, justice. Excellent. Thank you. Because that's not what Jesus is saying. I don't, I don't think he's just talking about the justice aspect. And, and if you don't know what I mean by that, what I mean is you, you have to have to have tos. Like you have to come to prayer meetings, like Steve was saying before. No, you get to come to prayer meetings. Okay, let's, let's see what... Am I just seeing God in one dimension here when he is much more than that? He's saying, keep my commandments. No, he's not saying, keep my commandments. Uh, because I'm a, I'm a, that would be someone who's using power badly. But he, he has justice and mercy all at the right time, right? It, it not, one doesn't receive without the other. Okay, so let, let's... Um, so that, that joy and delight made complete and overflowing, you can start in an instant. You can start with a decision. Transformation of your life changing from what I said before about you just want to feel something to, to, hear, to feeling this starts with a decision. It's just a decision. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going to believe you, God. I'm going to believe you that that joy can be made full in my life and complete in my life. And, and, and I haven't been hearing from you. I, I, haven't been, I haven't been able to connect with you. I, I get what these pastors are talking about, but I'm just not, it's just not happening for me. It can start with, it is, with right now. And it's not about blaming yourself for the past. I want, to, I want to grab a hold of that idea that it's not about blaming yourself for not following things and that you have to complete something. You have to have energy. You have to boost yourself to a place where you, that joy will complete or where I can ask. No, it's just a decision. Believe in me. Abide with me. Well, abiding, if you think about that, being with someone and being, being present with someone just takes arriving. It's just arriving there. I choose to arrive there right now, God. I want to be there. I want to be able to ask. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so verse 16, it says, You have not chosen me. Where have we gone for time? Okay, cool. You have not chosen me. That wasn't all in the scripture, by the way. Let me start again. Verse 16, You, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and I have appointed to place, placed and purposefully, purposefully planted you so that you would go and bear fruit and keep on bearing fruit and remain, that would remain and be lasting so that whatever you ask of the Father as my representatives, he may give to you. Again, more of this asking. We're only like halfway through the asking examples at the moment, but you're starting to get Jesus is saying, we, we ask. We ask. There's a verse that says you don't have because you don't ask. We do need to ask. Hmm. Okay, okay. Let's move on. So in verse 23, um, no, that's chapter 16. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's chapter 15. And there's so much more in chapter 15 as well. Um, so I'm, I'm just grabbing pieces because I did struggle with what do I speak on and what don't I speak on here, God? 
um, because 91, all these 91 verses are really cool and they all work flow, they flow really well. So I'm encouraging you, go and read them, go and check it out and don't just read it once, do, do what I've done this week and chew over it and just, just like, yeah. Hmm. Keep chewing over it and, and, and let it be over days because, you know, you need to sleep. Your body puts your, your short-term memory into long-term memory and then is able to bring it around again. And then you can chew over it a bit more, all right? Don't just let this be a Sunday to Sunday thing where you're back here next Sunday going, oh, I forgot it. It's, it's okay if you do because, again, it's mercy and justice. It's cool. But take the, take the opportunity, right? Take the opportunity for Monday to be the start of this, okay? Right now to be the start of this. In verse 21, oh, I'm really like chapter 16. Sorry, Regan, this is where we are. Chapter 16 because it brings about this joy idea this is a cool part. So verse 21 says, a woman when she's in labor, he's talking about, um, you'll see me for a little while and then you, this is Jesus, he sort of slips back into parables, talking to, you'll see me for a little while and then you won't see me and then you'll see me again and then I'll be gone. And the, he's talking about going and dying on the cross and then coming back again and then going to the Father, right? So the disciples are trying to wrap their head around this, but he says, a woman when she's in labor has pain because her time to give birth has come. And when she has given birth to the child, she no longer remains in anguish because of, her, because of the joy now, his joy that a child has come into the world. So you are now in grief. You're going to be in grief, right? But you will see again, and then your hearts will rejoice. For no one will be able to take away from you that great joy. Mm. Something's about to happen in the world that's going to change things. So it's going to change the way you think. It's going to change everything. It's going to change everything. And we see it in hindsight. We see it, look back at, on on what's happened in the chapters after that, where Jesus dies, is resurrected by the Holy Spirit, then, and then hangs around on earth. He's glorified by the, in heaven, and he goes back to Jesus. And then he sends the Holy Spirit to us. And we've got the Holy Spirit with us, that comfort that he talked about. Uh, to, who, who, and I, This is amazing that he will remind, he says to the disciples, the Holy Spirit's going to remind you everything I said. And we know that's true because we've got the Gospels, because the Gospels were written like years and years after all this happened. So, so the Holy Spirit is there designed uh, to remind you of what God has said in his word. Have you ever had a really cool thought about God and you're like, oh, man, I've got to remember that. And then, you know, something comes on TV and you forget it. And you know, what was that really cool? I don't. The Holy Spirit brought that to your memory. He can keep bringing that to your memory. You're going to keep remembering. I just love that idea. I do. I love that the Holy Spirit's here to help us and comfort us and, and remind us. It's called the spirit of truth for a reason because the word is truth and he's going to give us truth. Okay, I'm running out of breath and I'm running out of time. I really want to get to these next part. So from verses 23 to 26, I'm going to read them out. So in that day, this is the day um, when he sees, you see the birth of the child into us. So you see this new thing come, right? And that day, this is the way I'm thinking it at the moment. There's obviously different ways of interpreting Scripture, but, but when we, on that day when you see that I've died and now I've risen again, on that day... You'll not need to ask me about anything. Okay. Um, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name as my representatives, he will give to you. Oh, so he's changing things now. It's not just asking me and I'll ask the Father. You'll just be able to ask the Father in my name. Okay. Until now, you have not asked the Father for anything in my name. But now you're asking. 
But now ask and keep on asking and you'll receive so that your joy may be full and complete. Oh, okay. Well, he's changed things a little bit, but that's okay. There's a tension there. Oh, I had to ask Jesus and he'll ask the Father. But now you don't have to ask Jesus. Just ask the Father and he's going to do things for you because he's going to glorify Jesus so that he can be glorified as well. It's good to ask and keep on asking so that your joy may be full and complete. In that day, you'll ask in my name. And I'm not saying that you'll ask the Father. Here he is, you're repeating something. You'll ask the Father on behalf. Well, let me start again. I'm getting excited. In that day, you'll ask in my name. And I'm not saying to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf because it will be unnecessary. For the Father himself tenderly loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I have came for the Father. Love, belief, abiding. I, I want to repeat one of the parts here. I'm not saying to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf because it will be unnecessary. Unnecessary? It's not necessary? For the Father himself loves you. I, I don't know about you, but that, that kind of messes with my head a little bit. It's unnecessary for Jesus to ask for me. You can ask the Father, God, I need help. God, I'm struggling with this thing that has got me, and I can't seem to get out of this habit. Jesus is not saying, don't talk to me. <laughs> That's not what he's saying. He's not saying, like, yeah, don't, talk, don't speak to me. No, he's saying, your prayers are going right to the Father. They are going right to where they need to go. And he loves you. And it says that what good father, if you ask a father, who, what father is going to give you a snake when you ask for a fish, right? How much more is God the Father going to give to you what you need right now when you ask for it? What are you asking for? You might say, yeah, I am asking. What well, says ask and keep on asking. There is some tenacity sometimes that we need in our asking and our be- because are we believing that God is God? It's a belief there, okay? God can come through. God will come through. God is changing things. I don't care if I don't see it with my eyes. I'm going to keep asking because I know that he says in this word that if I ask, he's going to answer me. If I ask for it, he's, I'm going to receive it. Knock and keep on knocking, it says in Luke 11. Shouldn't have chucked that out there if I wasn't sure. No, yeah, 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 it was 11. Yeah. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who who asks receives. Anyone who receives has to ask. (laughs) That's true by this way. Anyone who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Hmm. There's tension there because we don't always see it happen straight away. So that your joy may be full and complete. Your joy may be full and complete. He mentions that a few times. Um, I think it's in chapter 17 he mentions about joy being full. He does through those about your joy being full. I want your joy to be full. And I wonder if he's talking about that joy is us experiencing the answer to our ask in receiving what we've asked for. The joy may be full. He talks about that you'll... Where does he say that? Um, 
that my joy and delight may be in you. I wonder if he's talking, Jesus is talking about the joy that he has when he's following the Father's instructions and, and, and he sees the blind person. Or he sees that guy sitting by the well and he goes over and he talks to him and then he prays, he just says, you know, get up. Is that the joy that he's experiencing then of like, the Father has led me to this person and now I have asked and, and I have said, you're going to be healed and he's healed? Is that the joy that he's talking about? I think it is. I think he's talking about, well, it could be lots of things, okay? So again, I'm not pulling one chord and another one gets, I'm just pulling a chord and just seeing it, seeing where it comes out of, that the joy that Jesus has in seeing people healed is the same joy that you are going to have in asking and seeing people healed. We need to ask. I'm, I'm... So now I come to the part of my message where I'm like, God, where do we go from here? Where do we get that I want that joy. I want the joy of asking and receiving, asking and seeing. Of course I see that because I can look back over my life and I, and I see where he has done things. Um, I, I look at the, the rock piles in my life where I've gone, God, you have done this. Oh, man, look at what you've done. I want to make something here to remind myself of what you've done here. You, you have done this. And then I've walked off and live my life further, and then I've gone back and go, look what he's done. And I grab a few more rocks, and I chuck it on there, because I really, I want to make this big. What I'm talking about is making a monument. And, and this, this is an example. When, when the disciples, the children of Israel, are going into the promised land, God said, you can go in there now, and you're going to go, and you're going to take this land because I'm with you. Uh, and when they go through, the, they walk across the Jordan. By the way, the, the river stops, and it piles up somewhere where they can't see it, right? It's just... It's a, it's a flooding river and it stops and they walk across on dry land and they grab some of the rocks from that place and they take them across with them and they pile them up and they say, this is what God has done. And we're going to leave this here as a reminder for what God has done. So there, there is, we, we ask because we've seen what He's done and we have joy because we remember what He's done in our lives in the past. And, and that joy reminds us to ask again and to not, not stop asking um, because even though there's that verse in Luke says about asking and keep on asking, and he does say in, in, in John as well to ask and keep on asking, it's not always a persistent prayer. It's not always just keep praying and praying and praying because you don't want to just see God as a God who only answers prayer after, pers- after persistence because that's not what it's about either. It's that, but it's not only that. God answers things straight away. He does, does He not? I have seen him answer straight away. Even if it's in as small as me asking a question of him, and then I feel I have an answer. Him speaking to me. God, do you... I'm really struggling with who I am and the mistakes I've made. Do you really love me? And I just feel love. Or am I really your child? And I feel peace and acceptance. You know, even things like that. But, but these rocks, these, this monument, let's not just remember them. Hmm. I want to go on, a, on this whole other thing I thought about, about don't add the wrong things to that because you know how it talks about not being lukewarm. I feel like these are hot rocks and you don't want to be carrying other rocks around that remind you of the bad times or, or, or problems or issues and they just make you lukewarm, you know, like you've got some hot, you've got some cold and then it's, no, I'm not used to anyone. I just want to be hot. I want to remember... I want to remember these things. I want to keep asking. Thank you, Father, that we can ask you. Thank you, Father. We can live in the joy of these answered prayers. 
I want to live in the joy of answered prayers. I want to live in the joy that Jesus had in seeing the questions, the things that I'm asking for, seeing them come about. God, I want to live in these answered prayers. You've said to ask. Eight times you've talked in these last three chapters, Jesus, of asking. We want to ask now and we want to see this stuff happen. Tomorrow I want to ask and see stuff happen because you said it in your word and I believe your word. And I'm not going to leave your word. I'm not going to walk away and forget what your word says. You are God and there is no other. You're a God that loves me and you are tenderly in love with me. And I can speak to you, Father, and know that my prayers go to the right place where there is the power to change it, where there is the energy to change it. And not only that, there is the compassion and the mercy to change it as well. So we agree with you, Jesus. We are going to ask. All right. All right. I hope I've I've chucked enough in a bowl for you there to chew on. Abiding, love, joy. There was a fourth one I can't remember. What? Belief. There you go. Excellent. I'm glad you believe me. Okay. Okay. So I feel like there's just something we need to finish off with. 11.25. We can do this. Um, I can leave that there. Does anyone want prayer? So I feel like we need to, I want to start off the week with asking. I want to finish off this little part of our time with asking. So why don't we ask? If you've got something you want prayer for, and you've been praying for, or something that's even just popped up today that you want prayer for, hmm. can we all stand up? Is that okay? Can we all stand up? Because I want to, I, I want to, I don't want to just say, I don't want to just put you on the spot, but I want you to raise your hand. If you have something you want prayer for, I want you to raise your hand. All right. Excellent people are putting up their hands. Excellent. It's not just going to be me praying, okay? Because Jesus didn't say, the pastor prays and asks, and I'll do it. You ask. You. So wherever you are, if there's a person next to you, that's the person who's going to ask. And if you think, oh, that's not me, that's someone else. No, it's you. You are going to ask right now. So you are going to be the body of Christ right now. And you are going to, you are going to ask God with a prayer of faith as best as you can and ask for God to change it. Has everyone got their hand up that wants to be prayed for? Put your hand up if it's excellent. All right, look around you. If there's a person next to you who's got their hand pray, up, up, you're going to pray for them. You can lay your hand gently on them. You can just reach your hand out to them. Thank you, Father. Yeah, good, good. You're getting what I'm saying. Everyone else who doesn't have their hand up, you should be with a person who's got their hand up. Now, move. Move. If you haven't moved, move right now. Thank you, Father. This is good. This is good because some of these, what we're going to ask for right now, we're going to have the joy in seeing God make a change right now. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. We take you at your word. We believe you. We believe your son. We love you. And we are present with you right now. And we ask that this issue would be fixed right now. We're making declarations of healing, of changes, of transformation, of a creative miracle, of a restoration miracle, restoring hearts, 
reconnecting relationships, healing minds, changing mindsets, breaking the chains of addiction, God bringing salvation into family members that, that aren't saved. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God, we, may, we declare that you are at work right now and we declare to the atmosphere that you are God and we agree that you've said ask, so we're asking. Do it, God. You're the one who's making us go at 11 kilometres a second. It's your power that makes the change right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are doing it. Thank you, God, that you are doing this. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Can we be bold and ask and see if that, if it was a physical thing that needed change? Has it changed? Don't be scared. I'm not going to get you to pray all day. But we can pray twice. Has anyone asked for healing and it's been healed? Because I want to feel this joy. Did anyone need healing? Yes? No. Not healed? Well, let's pray one more time. Did anyone else need healing and they weren't healed for? Let's, let's pray one more time. Because Jesus prayed for the, the blind man one more time. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. By your stripes, we are healed. By your stripes, we are made whole. You made the price for this, so we're declaring this to be healed so that you get a good return for your investment. You paid the price, Jesus, so this healing is coming. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, God, bring about this healing. Bring about this healing. I declare healing over these bodies, total healing. Thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, God, for your power at work right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Ten more seconds. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, you are good. God, you are good. God, you are good. Let's just celebrate. Let's say thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Praise God. Praise you, Father. I don't think that's the end of that. I don't think that's the end of it. Who's excited? Who's got a little bit of a taste of that joy? I do. I got a little bit of taste of that joy. I had a really sore shoulder and I don't now. Thank you, Father. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.